What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. It's your favorite Bay Area sports podcast. It's always is your boy, Martin, and I'm with... Vic, how we doing? Best time of the year. NFL starting. Dynamic Duo is back and rolling. Going to talk a little bit about NFL today. NBA obviously rolling. We got a lot of the leagues going up at this point. We have a lot of Bay Area teams rolling at this point. And I'm just excited because NFL season is right around the corner. And with the Raiders, you never know what to expect. So I'm 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 excited, bro. At the end of the day, I'm I'm excited no matter win win or lose, I know that it's gonna be an interesting season for sure. Yeah, and we've been we've seen some of the or the majority of leagues, not just in the US, but around the world come back with COVID and all that and the NFL just so happened to be ending right when COVID started, so we've had to wait the longest amount of time for football. So I think that we can all we can all appreciate that it starts tomorrow night. I'm a little bit bummed out that we won't be able to go to the games, but you know, it, it's going to be something that we just have to deal with. And with the Raiders being in a different state at this point, I wasn't really expecting to go to many games. But uh, e- either way, I think it's just going to be a super exciting season, and just being able to see how the teams are able to to go about, especially without home field advantage, seeing how important that's been um, throughout the history. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a trip to see. I mean, it's just like adjusting to watching the Giants games or even Champions League games with uh, no fans. So, But we'll see, depending on this vaccine and all the politics behind COVID, if there will be fans maybe by the important games that come around in late December, early January. So fingers crossed for that. But it, more importantly, fingers crossed for a season that can go its full length with not too yep. many setbacks. Yep. And, I mean, you mentioned the Champions League and the NBA playoffs, too. We've been seeing some incredible games um, with this neutrality. With There's no home teams, no away teams. Everybody's playing in neutral fields. We saw some great Champions League games. We've seen some great games in the NBA playoffs. So I'm wondering just how it's going to look in the NFL because the NFL is similar to the MLB where they're still traveling to these stadiums and – you know that the travel aspect of it is still there, although the fans aren't there. Um, but it's it's going to be weird to see. I mean, it's going to be sixteen games of being like Charger fans with no fans in the stadium. <laughs> exactly, you had to go there, but it's true. I had to go there, bro. You know, I had to dr- throw jabs at your second favorite team and the divisional rival. That's all right. All, all at the same time. So let's kick the show off like we usually do by taking a look around the bay. So we're going to start start in the South Bay like we usually do. The Quakes, uh, not looking good right now. They are winless in the last three games. They actually play Seattle on Thursday, which could be a really important game. And with their current slump, they sit at the bottom of the Western Conference, which is very disappointing. They were a borderline playoff team last season. I thought this was going to be the year where they turned the page. Unfortunately, things aren't looking good for Matias Almeida and his men. So just waiting out to see if the Quakes can turn it around. Uh, moving on, going to the San Francisco Warriors. It's a little bit hard to hear that. But with the elimination <laughs> of the Bucks earlier in the week, that might just open the door for Giannis, Vic. Are you going to get that jersey? Yeah, you know, I, I've heard the speculation for what's been at least a season now at the minimum. But I also did see that shortly after the Bucks lost, he said that he does want to stay in Milwaukee and they just need to get better as a team yeah. within the Bucks. So. That, it is very early. I think that there's a uh, well. Does the is the NBA supposed to start on schedule, or I think it's supposed to start a little bit after Christmas, right? I think so. Yes. So they will have a little bit of a break after this uh, bubble finals, and um, but it's not going to be your normal off season, that's for sure. I mean, nothing's normal at this point. But Giannis to the Warriors has been something that a lot of people. I think people have like 
manifested it to a certain point. We'll see if it happens. But from what he has said on the early beginning of his offseason, it doesn't seem like he's interested in moving. Man, you know how many times I've heard that? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing about it. <laughs> like, how many times have I heard? We, we've been around sports long enough to know that a player will say anything to just kind of keep the press and keep the fans like sitting still for a second. And then once they really sit down and think about it, once once Giannis sits down and thinks, okay, I'm literally living in Milwaukee right now, and I could potentially get a move to play with some of the best players of this era in sunny California playing for a contending team. But come on, dude. Yeah. And in hindsight, you're not going to, you don't expect the guy being interviewed by Bucks media after a Bucks loss to say like, yeah, that was my last game. Like you really, exactly. you really like, see that. Come on, dude. What's he going to say? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm done with you. You guys are scrubs. I'm just going to go to the bay. Like, no, bro. Of course yeah. he's going to say that. But it, it's so, it's so interesting to me because there's been so many, you know, fans have come up with different trade scenarios in which I think both sides end up winning and it's going to be very hard to say no. So I think it really, all the power is on his court. If, if he ends up saying, I want to be traded, I think the first place they have to look for are the Warriors. And I think they can really, really give out a really good package and it's going to be hard to say no. Yeah, I think the Warriors are suited well in conclusion to whether it's Giannis or whether I've seen speculation about Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Bringing in another superstar is definitely a possibility owning that second overall pick or I think it's second or third, one of the two uh, in this upcoming NBA draft. So they're, they're in a prime position to pick up another superstar and kind of pick up where they left off the last five years. Keep on the lookout for that. Speaking of teams that are looking for all-stars... The Giants, hottest team in the league. Yeah. What's up with that, Vic? Run it by us. Run it by us. What's up? Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember vividly last time we had an episode, we talked about the 14 and 16 Giants and how that record didn't sound like when you first hear that 14 and 16, it sounds bad, but we knew they were playing good baseball. And um, after tonight's game, they're up 7-0 right now in the seventh inning against the Mariners. A little short game two series, but it looks like the sweep, and that's going to be five in a row. Uh, they're going to be 23 and 21 playing above 500 baseball. And um, even though it, it's early and when you hear the number seven home runs, it doesn't sound like a lot, but we have four players with over seven home runs, and it's only been the 40th game of the season. Um, and that's just not something you see statistically mm-hmm. with the Giants. Mm-hmm. I mean, for those of us that watch closely, that's not something that's normal. And every night it seems like there's at least two or three guys hitting home runs. Like it's just uncharacteristic Giants baseball, and I love it. I've been waiting forever for them to hit home runs. Um, and currently we stand nine games behind the Dodgers and Padres in the West, and that's that's basically done for with 16 games left. But we do have that hope to hold on to. We actually hold a wild card spot and have a two-game lead over the team behind us in the wild card. So with 16 games left and two-game lead in the wild card, anything can happen. But they play the way that they've been playing and add another win to the column tonight against the Mariners. And we actually only have three more games against the Dodgers. So I think things are shaping up for a a unbelievable playoff berth for the Giants this year when we thought that maybe they win 15 out of 60. And all of a sudden, they're going to sneak in on a wild card. So it's pretty awesome. Hey, I'll take that. You know, it looks like luck is finally going our way. And we mentioned this the last show, but these boys can hit. Yeah, it's unlike a Giants team I've seen even with the good World Series teams, like this team hits better than the World Series yes. teams. 
Yes. One of the things about the World Series team, especially the 2014 uh, World Series champions, was that they, they struggle to hit sometimes, but they would always come up with a clutch hit. Yeah. Right. Like they would, they would, they would, it, it's almost like they saved those hits until it was extremely necessary, like a fucking 18 inning game winning home run. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they're, they're, they're putting runs on the board right now. So I'm, it's exciting to watch. Even if they don't make the playoffs, this has been a very exciting season to watch. We have some very interesting players coming up. And we are right now the hottest team in the league. Yeah. I mean, what, what else could you ask for in a division where, the Padres and Dodgers have completely taken over. Not only the best records in the division, the best two records in the MLB are held in our own division. So the fact that we're keeping pace, I mean, not necessarily keeping pace because we are nine games back, but that's still to be in contention with those two teams in your division and so much of a bright future. And when the the next season comes around with 162 games, we'll see if we can keep that production. But in a 60 game season, I think in the last like 12 to 15 games the Giants have played, we've had like six or seven game win streaks sprinkled in. We've mm-hmm. lost like twice. So that means a lot in a 60 game season. And obviously we won't be dealing with that or who knows what happens next season. But in a season where every game matters so much, these two out home runs and two out base hits have just been unbelievable. Like I haven't seen this type of production from the Giants, honestly, ever with that lineup, the way they're hitting besides like the Barry Bonds era. So since we're speaking of division, I am sure you've been able to see number 40 for the Diamondbacks pitch this season. I know he I did, yeah. Up. He made his he made his uh, homecoming, home return to the Giants to uh, oh, AT&T Park. His numbers are terrible. Yeah, you know, now all the people that were up in arms and I'm not I'm not sitting here about to say like it's a good thing we got rid of him and that what he did for the Giants wasn't great, but he was definitely on the decline of his career. And it's very evident with the numbers he's he's put up for the Diamondbacks this year. It's incredible. He's pitched five games and has an ERA of eight forty four. Jesus, I didn't know it was that high. That that is just not something we're accustomed to. I mean, even in some of the worst years with the Giants, it, they were never this bad. It's you feel bad for the guy, and you do. You, you do. question his yeah. loyalty. Like, why not stay with the Giants? But I think that our management knew something that we didn't, obviously, that he was he was on the decline and you oh. got to just kind of let go of that glory and understand that what he did was great for us, but his time had passed. Like, had we given him another 90 million, five-year, five 90 million yeah. deal and yeah. he was 0-3 with, with an above eight ERA, I'd be pissed. So I'm, I'm not happy that he's putting up those numbers because he's an all-time great, but I'm happy that it's not at the expense of our team, so... And, you know, we, we saw him so many times being such a good hitter that he would pitch all nine innings. And so far this season, he hasn't even re- reached six innings pitch. Yeah, for for an ace, for a former ace and three-time world champion, that's, that's pretty tough. You look yeah. at a guy like Verlander who, when he was on the Tigers um, in his early career, he was obviously super dominant. And then after that World Series loss to us in 2012, he kind of his career kind of spiraled out of control, didn't have the same velocity – and uh, then he got picked up by the Astros, and now he's returned as one of the best pitchers in the game. And I just don't see that happening with Bumgarner. Like, I don't see him magically in the next two years just gaining all that velocity back and just being dominant. So it's it's a, it's rare in the MLB. Yeah, it's also the, card, the, the Diamondbacks aren't also the Astros, too. So I don't really see him being playoff Bumgarner anytime soon anyway. Yeah, no. 
So that was – it's still a – I don't know. I understood him for leaving, but his decision to go to a divisional rival never really sat well with me. But No, no. You know, his decision at the end of the day. To wrap up the baseball in the Bay Area, the Oakland A's. Vic, your second or third team? What is it? Yeah, they're in there. Top top five somewhere sprinkled in. I don't know okay. about second favorite, but they're in there. Okay. Streets say you have an A's hat. Yeah, I do have an A's hat, and that is – I would say about 60%, maybe 70% because of Calvin and 30% just because I they play in the Bay and I it's good baseball. Well, if you were to go to a game, you would make up about 60% of their home attendance. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> they might need you, but A's, uh, the, the A's started off firing. I mean, they look like the best team in the league for a long time, and right now they're kind of hitting an, an awkward slump. They're 5-5 five and five the last few games, finishing up a series against the Astros. They're still... One and a half games behind the best record in the AL, but they have a four and a half game lead over the Astros in the AL West. So, bar you know a tragedy happen, the A's are going to be in the playoffs, and it's just I think this is their year to step up and really do something. Yeah, I think it's I think it's their division to lose, and yeah. the AL is strong, but the AL has always been a hitting division, and I think that they are set up for success for a deep run, and the Yankees have hit tons of injuries this year and the Astros are obviously aren't the Astros of the last couple years with all the allegations and they don't have anyone banging a garbage can to help them hit 40 home runs so I think the A's are the team to beat right now honestly in the in the American League yeah yeah and they won't have to play that wild card game that's that's haunted it so many times yeah that's a very good point so we'll we'll wait around and see. Other than that, I mean Bay Area Sports look popping and starting this Sunday it's going to be even more popping because we're going to have at least NFL every Sunday. We're going to have Raiders. We're going to have Niners. We're going to have some of the most interesting games that we've seen in a really long time. So full NFL predictions coming up next. September and Vic what does middle of September mean to you middle of September means NFL season and about 18 straight weeks of football if things go the right way love it love it absolutely love it NFL season kicks off this upcoming weekend I'm super excited I know you're super excited too we got two winnable games this weekend yeah two winnable games we both should start one and oh Vic Walk us through what the Niners need to do this weekend in order to beat those pesky Cardinals. Well, before walking you through, I got to start with saying it's been the longest offseason of all time. I don't know if we'll go through something like that again, especially with the last major sporting event before the COVID restart being the Niners losing in devastating fashion. I know we had Butcher Boy on here a couple months ago, and since then, I haven't given too much thought about football. Next thing you know, week one is here on Sunday. So just a crazy jump from the Super Bowl till now. But the week one matchup since the schedule came out has been something that's terrified me because the team that plays us the hardest through the history of 49ers football that I can remember is the Arizona Cardinals and a revamped offense with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray coming into year two with that explosive offense is just 
it's it's not a good matchup on paper, if I'm being honest with you. And I've been on record saying that Arizona is going to catch us at least once this year. I, I can almost guarantee that. And I hope that it's not week one. But some key points I jotted down was Garoppolo. This game is dictated on Garoppolo and how he plays. Um, he had eight touchdowns against Arizona in the two games we played them last year. Um, so he, he plays a huge part in that. Obviously, on the defensive side of the ball, you got to stop Kyler Murray and his feet. And one thing the Niners defense doesn't do well um, in their top-ranked defense is stop mobile quarterbacks. You see that with Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. Kyler mm-hmm. Murray, and even mm-hmm. uh, Lamar Jackson took advantage of that last Mahomes. year. Yeah, Mahomes, too. If they're a little bit mobile, the 49ers are going to have some problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final point to that game, key to the game, is uh, the wide receivers for the 49ers. Uh, Debo Samuel had that fracture in his foot in June. Brandon Ayuk pulled his hamstring a couple weeks back in training camp. Uh, they're both game-time decisions. So both of those guys suit up and they play. We have some explosive young wide receivers for Jimmy to work with. And then you got, of course, Kittle. Both of those receivers do not suit up on Sunday. And we're working with Dante Pettis and Kendrick Bourne. It's a whole nother ball game. Um, and it kind of changes the game plan from your whole playbook is open to you're going to get 50 plus carries from the 49ers running backs if those wide receivers are not available. So that'll be really interesting to see come Sunday morning if they're going to be activated or not. And I I would say in an easier matchup, have it be the Bengals like last year, we played the Dolphins and the Redskins this year. Like if the, if the season wasn't started on a huge division game, Maybe you ease Debo in, and uh, Brandon Ayuk's going to be start- slated for his first NFL game ever. He hasn't even played a preseason game, obviously. So if it was an easier matchup, you roll out Pettis and Kendrick Bourne. But against an Arizona team that is coming for your neck and coming for that NFC West crown, like I don't really know if if easing those guys in is the best decision. And God forbid they get more injured because we rush them back too soon, but mm-hmm. the Niners need everything they got this weekend. And I think... I have my prediction here is 27, 24 Niners. Um, hopefully we can put up some more points on the board, but I, I see it being a very difficult game, especially so early on in the season when the chemistry might not quite, quite be where it should be. Where well, I'm excited to watch that game as a neutral fan. I think those are two very, very interesting teams to watch. Obviously the Niners have an electrifying defense and the Cardinals are just their offense, especially is just a mystery right now. You don't know what you, what to expect. Yeah. It, it makes for some great, great football. So 27, 24 Niners is your prediction. I'm going to have to hold you up on that. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's fact check that on Sunday. And let's see like it. I said, to reiterate, I hope for more points. And I think that's, that's highly dictated on who suits up on Sunday. And maybe that 24 number is kind of high for Arizona. Cause it's not, I mean, we're one starter removed from the starting defense in the Super Bowl, So our defense is still going to be tough, but it's just about making sure Kyler doesn't have all that space to run around and making sure we got enough weapons on the offense. For sure, for sure. Either way, it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, um, big matchup. As you look over to the former best team in the Bay Area, <laughs> the, the new, the newly Las Vegas Raiders. Actually, you know, a little side note. I went down to Arizona this last weekend, and we contemplated doing a little detour and going to the Raiders stadium just to check it out. Yeah. But we, we weren't able to, but I was very disappointed because I wanted to pass by it. I've seen some really sick pictures. It looks like a very, very cool stadium. Like, put, like Jersey aside, you, you can't tell me that stadium does not look dope. No, I, I have said, um, I think off the record that I think that that stadium is super dope. And 
it only makes me more frustrated that a stadium like Levi's that was built within the last five years doesn't have as many cool aspects and layout as the Raiders. And even the new Ram stadium down in LA, that, that thing looks pretty sick too. So Levi's obviously got some character this last season, but when you look at the Raiders and the Rams and the Vikings who have all built stadiums and the Falcons as well, in the last four or five years, they're way more futuristic and way more accommodating than Levi's Stadium. That's for sure. That's because we didn't build them in a parking lot of an amusement park. <laughs> yeah, you, you love that one. It's it's just really that straightforward. <laughs> I don't care where they're playing, man. I mean, Santa Clara, Oakland, AT&T Park, Las Vegas. It don't matter, bro. It don't matter. Raiders this season are coming for your neck. And I am super excited for this game one because it, it it really just matches up very well. The Panthers last season were one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. They allowed 143.5 yards per game last season. And we have arguably the rookie of the year from last season. I thought he got snubbed. You know, I think, yeah. I think we had that conversation too. I know you know he's a killer. He's a yeah. baller. I've advocated uh, for him Jacob. since college. Exactly. This is Job Jacobs' game, right? He's going to go in. He's going to put in that work, and he, the game will be revolving around him. Now, for the first time in a really long time, the Raiders are going to have a healthy offensive line to protect Derek Carr, and we got some new offensive weapons, especially with Henry Ruggs. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the Raiders end up coming out with this game. I think everything points to the Raiders right now. Um, especially with the coaching, you know, this is Gruden's third year with the team. He is much more familiar with the team. The meanwhile, the Panthers are coming through with a new quarterback for the first time since like 2011, a new coach for the first time in a couple of years. So they're still very much in a transitional period, especially for that first game of the season. So I really think it's the Raiders game to lose. I think we're going to start off one and zero again. Um, and overall, I'm just really excited to see what they got, but Overall prediction, I got Raiders 31, Panthers 20. I think it's going to be kind of tight towards the beginning of the game. There's going to be some mistakes being made. But overall, the better team is just going to put away with it. Yeah, I think I think you said it best with the new coach coming in for the Panthers. Ron Rivera was there for quite some time. And moving on from the Cam Newton era, you got Teddy Bridgewater coming in. who He's had his success in the league, but obviously um, new offense, new coach, new weapons. going to be interesting to see how they how they mesh. Um, and I think a name that can go that can't go forgotten, obviously, is Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just arguably one of the best weapons in the NFL. Um, and I think if the Raiders do a good job of uh, neutralizing him, there's not much else on that Panthers team. I mean, I, I can't even name. I think DJ Moore is their starting wide receiver. Other than that, I don't really know what's going on on that team. So it is a good test. I th- you guys are on the road, and there is McCaffrey still there. So it is a test, and any game on the road, even without fans, is going to be more difficult. But the Raiders should, I think, come out on top in this one. Well, another thing, too, is, you know, at this point, Derek Carr is a veteran and he knows how to control the game. And obviously Gruden knows how to control the game. So if we're able to let our offense control the game and burn that clock as much as we need to and take up those long lasting offensive drives and we can keep the Panthers off of the field too, you know, so that'll give them less chances to try to score. So I think we're in a good position. I think, I think this is a game that we should win, uh, go out, kind of make a statement for the rest of the league and let them know that the fucking Raiders are coming for a playoff spot, baby. We're, we're, we're tired of this. We're look, we're not only going for the wild card. We're going for the division. 
I love it. I love the confidence. You can't, you can't, you can't, whether we agree or disagree, you can't go into any season or any game thinking that your team's going to be anything you less can. than great. You so can't. You it's just the honest thing. Like, you can't say what you, I mean, just if you go in negative, it's not going to come out great. Like, if you go in, like, I don't know if we could beat the Panthers this weekend, and I don't know if we can catch the Chiefs in the division, like, then. What what's the reason of even hoping or watching games, right? Exactly. Can you promise me that Patrick Mahomes is going to be damn near perfect and the Chiefs are going to run run away with the division again? No. Yeah, no. You never know, you know. Got all so, that contract money. Exactly. So, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see later on in the season, but all I know is game 1 is going to be ours. So, first week we're going to start 1 and 0. Niners are going to start how how the Niners going to start one and zero? One and zero, you guaranteed here on your okay, time. Okay, okay, we're both going to be one and zero, so we'll we'll see how the the season ends up panning out. But let's actually, you know what, we've been meaning to do this. Let's go take a look around the league and look at all the divisions, and you tell me who you have winning that division. So some of these, as I can see, some of them are are gifted. Some of them are you got some bold choices in there, so I yeah, definitely yeah. hear what you got to say about that. So let's start with honestly, this one was tough for me, but AFC North. AFC North. Um, even though you say it's tough, I think that that's one of the biggest uh, runaway divisions in the NFL. And um, with the Baltimore Ravens, they got the reigning MVP. Um, not to dive too much into them because we got a lot of division winners up ahead, but. Reigning MVP, not too much talent elsewhere in the AFC North. I don't see the Browns, Bengals, or Steelers really making a run. So maybe the Steelers catch them, but highly doubt it. You don't think that a healthy Roethlisberger will bring the Steelers a little bit closer? The, closer, yes, but not to overtake the division, I don't think. Okay, okay, okay. I, I'm not – I'm not – I can't vouch for the Browns 100% because last season they let everybody down, and, and I'm not 100% sure that they can change it up this season. But I do have the Ravens as well. I mean, they, they have the reigning MVP. Uh, everybody saw what they did last season, and I don't think much is going to change this season. So, yeah, I think we both have the Ravens. Um, going down to the south – this is a shit show. Who do you have in the South? The South, uh, you're right, a shit show. And I couldn't believe my ears on NFL Network the other day when they called it the toughest division in football. Um, it's not even close to being like the top three best divisions in football, in my opinion. Um, but in that pretty ugly division, I see the Titans coming out on top. Um, Ryan Tannehill, a bit of a question mark still, winning the comeback player of the year over my guy Jimmy. Um, they got Derrick Henry, who got paid, and they signed Jadavion Clowney. Pretty solid defense. And just based upon that roster and how they finished the end of the season last year, especially uh, almost beating the Chiefs in that AFC championship game, um, I think that they're a better team than the rest of the competition in the AFC South. I have the Colts. I just I'm not convinced by any other team in the division. And even the Colts don't convince me at this point. Yeah. No, it's a um, shitty division. It's a shitty division. And I, I think they in the NFL network that you were watching, I think they chose the wrong words. Maybe I don't think it's the best division, but it might be the most competitive just because everybody sucks. Yeah. That, that, that sounds better. That, that I could agree with because it, it's pretty open. I mean, you could easily tell me that the Texans and you might have some reasons, but, uh -huh. but I, I have to go with the Colts on this one. And honestly, don't vouch me because, uh, I can't – I don't know what's going to happen in that division. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Going to the AFC East, Vic, 
you have a new winner in that division. Explain. Yeah, new winner for the first time and I mean, first time since 99. I think I think only one team besides the Patriots has won it since 1999. Um and I think the Bills add to the list of teams that are getting in there in the last two decades, three decades actually. Um Buffalo just good really good defense. Josh Allen's a good young quarterback and uh I think the Patriots not only losing Tom Brady but having like five or six starters on defense opt out due to COVID. Uh, I just don't see the Patriots having the firepower this year to – I think they'll compete, but I don't think they're a better football team than the Bills. So I think the Bills get the crown in the AFC East this year. I have to disagree with you. I think Cam Newton is going to bring that new fire into the Patriots, something that they had been missing for a long time. And the Patriots last season really reminded me a lot of the Barcelona season this year where – they were expecting their best player to kind of just take them along the ride. And their best player just so happened that did not have their best season. So the team ended up crumbling the same way that Barcelona did. So that's mm-hmm. a story for another day. But I think that bringing in that new fierceness that is Cam Newton, um, and it just gives Bill, Bill Belichick a whole different game plan to work with. Yeah, um, that he's that he's been been uh, so accustomed to. So I still got to give it to the Patriots, but the Bills are definitely up there, if not in the wild card. All right, AFC East, Vic. There's only one right answer. AFC West. A- yes, AFC West. There's AFC only right one right answer. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't know if you're referring to Kansas City because that's what I have down, but obviously Kansas City, based on their last. Uh, playoff run and having the best quarterback in the league at the moment and all those weapons i think that the afc west is up there in the top two hardest divisions with the nfc west um but i just don't see any team in that division made a big enough leap to overtake the super bowl reigning champion chiefs yeah i I mean i have the chiefs realistically the analytical side of me understands that the chiefs are still the better team they still have the better quarterback they still have a very tough home stadium just having to go up there is just it's it's a pain no one wants to do it Mm -hmm. but you never know dude you never you never you never know yeah they have it they have a massive matchup tomorrow to start the season and look i I hate getting getting into those arguments like the what ifs and everything, but dude, you really just don't know in sports. Yep. Everything could lead one way, and all of a sudden that team crumbles. They lose a couple key games. The Raiders pick up some wins. They go even if we split the series, that could be beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So let's move over to the NFC. Actually, let, let's start with your your home division. So the NFC West. NFC West, easiest one on the board. I got the Niners. Um, I think I'm going to coincide with Vegas and a lot of the early season, preseason bets that they're not only NFC West champions, but a strong candidate to win the entire NFC again. And um, I think that Seattle's going to regress. I think that the Rams aren't even in the picture to be a 500 team this year. Um, And like I've said for months now, Arizona seems to me from the jump to be the only team that can not saying that the teams in the NFC West can't compete with us, but I think the only team that can put a scare into that division is Arizona um, at the moment. I just don't see Seattle's defense. They're they're nowhere close to what they used to be. So I see the Niners winning the division, but not by a landslide, maybe by two games, maybe even one game at the end of the season. 
So again, I'm, I'm going to have to make a decision based on how I feel. Now, the logical side of me would say Niners. But a part of me thinks you guys lost too many players. And there's going to be times in the season when you're going to slip up. And if you remember correctly, there were some games where the Niners were possession or two away that went their way and they were able to get the win. Same way you guys barely lost a few games because things didn't go your way. Yeah. So those games are are truly a flip, right? Uh, you flip a coin for those games, and so I think those, some of those games that went well for the Niners last season won't go well this season. I think that you guys are missing just too many players, and the the car is going to eventually start to get a little bit wobbly. And I think the Seahawks are going to come away with it. I think I think they're going to sneak. It's going to come close to it again for yeah, sure. It's yeah. going to be close. No, it's it's a, it's a fair close. assessment. I mean, you lose. You lose Emmanuel Sanders, the, the, one of the most important important position groups in the NFL, the wide receivers, because they're so just solidarity and you need a veteran in the room. And we don't have a guy who's played more than three seasons in the NFL on on the in the wide receiver core. So I do see your point, and I do also agree with the fact that um, the problem with Shanahan in the first two, three years of his uh, coaching with the 49ers we were losing those close games we were losing by one to three points and then last year we won almost every single game that came down to the wire I think we only lost one which was the Atlanta game because the Chiefs ended up beating us by like 11 points so yeah I mean it you can only get lucky for so long but I think the Niners are a good enough team and have enough talent to not have to rely on luck as much as they did last year like I'd like to beat teams by more than three points so let me tell you this the same way that you were saying that, that the Raiders season was going to pan out depending on how the first game went. I'll say this. Depending on how Jimmy G does this season, the Niners win the division or they don't. Oh, yeah. I I, I completely agree with that. It's it's kind, of been, it's kind of been that way forever since he came to the team. And for most teams, it is based on how your quarterback goes. But we know that uh, the criticism on Garoppolo has is, is always been up there. And we go as far as he goes. And... Clearly, Shanahan's record with him is it with Garoppolo is twenty one and five, and without Garoppolo, I think he's won maybe three or four games. So clearly, he's our guy, and we go as far as he goes. But yeah, I mean, the first week is a good indicator of where we'll be. I think because you guys, it, it's not to say he's a bad quarterback. He's just been like you always said. You you don't until he gives you a reason for you not to cheer for him, you will continue to believe in him. And he hasn't done that yet. It's not to say he's been a bad quarterback. He's been a, I would say above average quarterback. I think he gets us by and we're a team that is striving for another Super Bowl appearance. And it needs to be Mm -hmm. less of Jimmy just getting us by and winning in other ways. And Jimmy completely leading the way. And he had 27 touchdowns, which I think put him at fourth in the NFL last year, which is kind of surprising how high that was. But Seriously, it is time for him to take con- complete control yep. of the team, and if that happens, I think the sky's the limit. So he's been poised for it. I mean, ever since he came in, he he took the Niners by storm. He had an unlucky injury, and you know it's it's easy for us to critique the guy who just came out of having surgery. You know, anybody that's had an injury like that can tell you that it, it takes a long time for you to fully recover. And yeah, so, yeah. all of that aside, I really think it's his time to shine. But it, it's it's up to it's up to him if the Niners win the division. But moving on, NFC East, we got the same team. Who you got? Cowboys, terrible division. Don't even yeah. really want to 
dive into yeah. it too much, but they're they're the best team in that division. Yeah, Cowboys. Um, NFC North. NFC North looks like we have the same team again with Green Bay. I think that uh, there's there's not too much to be said also in this division, but uh, the Bears. Trubisky's a mess, and they're continuing to go back to him. The Vikings lost to Fawn Diggs and some key pieces on defense, and um, the Lions are the Lions. So, And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed off this year with them drafting a quarterback in the first round, kind of knowing he's on the way out. So it's kind of the last hoorah for Green Bay. I agree. I agree. Do you think the Packers will go far in the playoffs? Or no, you think no, no, no. Division. I think same thing as last year. Even though they did make it to the NFC Championship, which shocked me because they beat Seattle, um, you go up against the Saints team, a Niners team, um, even Seattle in the playoffs. I just Green Bay is the weakest division winner. I think in in the NFC, even weaker than the Cowboys. You think so? Yeah, I just I just don't like. Not even because I don't like Green Bay. I just there's just something about them. I just don't think that they're solid all around. I think their division is definitely theirs to lose, and it, and it yeah, has yeah. been for a long time. And so, even when when the Viking or sorry, when the Packers are are average, they still win the division. But it, because it feels like almost all the other teams kind of self destruct. Yeah, they can more. go nine and seven, ten and six, and they'll probably yeah. still win the division. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Um, the most controversial division. You got new players coming in. You got old. Old veterans hanging around in the division. The NFC South. Vic, who you got? I'm going with the uh, Mallory Landry special, the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> um, I think that obviously the addition of Tom Brady makes that division really good. Um, Atlanta with the signing of Todd Gurley, all of a sudden they're a good team again. Um, there, there, there are good teams in there. Carolina, obviously. I don't think that they have a shot this year. But um, it's a really good division, and I just don't see – the the Bucks obviously have been a favor for a lot of people, but I don't think that they have enough chemistry on the field together to just come in and I mean, obviously you you slot in the greatest quarterback of all time on that team and you're gonna think that they're gonna win some games. But the Saints are the Saints. Like they're the Saints are really good and they've just been defensively pretty shitty, but that offense will put up 30, 40 points on you any given Sunday. You're forgetting that there's no fans in the stadiums. Yeah, yeah, that that'll affect it for sure. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't there's a few players, a few athletes that I never like to bet against. And two of those players are LeBron James and Tom Brady. Yep. Easy bet. I never I never count them out because at any given moment they can give me fucking brilliance. So, I think I have to put the bucks up there. That might just be me expecting something or hoping for something an interesting storyline to the season. And just just like how the NFC West has three teams or at least I'm projecting three teams in the wild card uh, with the Cardinals, Seattle, or three teams making the playoffs with Cardinals and Seattle making the wild card Niners division. Um I have three teams from the AFC South making the playoffs and that includes the Texans and the Colts in the wild card with the Titans making the um, winning that AFC South. So I see three teams mm-hmm. in two specific divisions making playoffs, which would be something you've never seen because this new expanded playoff. But I think it, it just adds to the excitement. I think it adds uh, teams knowing that there's one extra spot in, in each div- in um, each conference so just gives every team an extra dosage of hope going into the, the season. AFC South that are going to make the, the playoffs. 
<laughs> yeah. And even though I said that they were the weakest division, just based on how competitive so it is, I think would rather have, or you think the Colts are going to make the playoffs before the Raiders do? I do. I, wow. I still I still don't think the Raiders have done enough for we me need, to we believe need to make that they can a make bet. it. We need to make something happen. Okay. You can choose your side of the bet on this, but if the Raiders make the playoffs, you have to walk down like Santana Row wearing Derek Carr jersey. Yes. <laughs> in a in a Derek Carr. You know how – we'll do it on the air right now. You know how confidently I am Raiders don't make the playoffs. That If they do make the playoffs, I'll drive to Vegas and take a picture I in front of the stadium that. in a Derek Carter. I jersey. love that. We are so on <laughs> you for that. You're here first. You give me one and I'm And then I'll, I'll think of one in, in the time between right now and – Yeah, oh, exactly, man. for sure. I like that though because I'm, I'm confident. I cannot <laughs> – that's a drive. Have you made that drive? <laughs> I haven't, but I'm. I'm uh, I know I won't have to make it. So we're good. Uh, Browns, Texans, and Raiders. Obviously, like I mentioned before, I think the Browns and the Raiders are two teams that are poised to just make that extra step. Um, and the Texans usually just find their way in there anyway. So I think those are the three playoff teams that we're going to have from the AFC. Um, and for the N of sorry for the AFC and for the NFC wild card. Um, mine are the Niners, the Saints, and the Cardinals. We would have three teams from the NFC West, something that you mentioned earlier. Um, and the Saints, who will probably lose out to the Bucks, but in a very, very close fashion. So I think those are probably the best teams the the conference has to offer anyway. So I, I don't think you disagree with me, right? Just looking at your list right now. Yeah, no, we have similar teams, and just hearing all this, I just cannot wait for the start of the season. I, I cannot believe that tomorrow night it kicks off, and like I mentioned earlier yeah. in the show, fingers crossed that we can have a full season with very limited outbreaks of this disastrous disease we're dealing with, this virus we're dealing with, um, but it is very exciting to have football, and I can't believe it's upon us already. All right, so introducing a brand new segment here at Beards by the Bay is called Speed Selection. So every week what we're going to do is we're going to look at every NFL team and every matchup and give our lightning round prediction. We're going to try to keep it in under 24 seconds or less. I don't know if we can do it, Vic. I want to check this out. So yeah. are you ready? Ready. All right, first one. Texans, Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs, Jets, Bills. 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 Bears. Lions. Bears. Bears. Packers. Vikings. Packers. Vikings. Dolphins. Patriots. Oh. Uh, Patriots. Patriots. Eagles. Redskins. Oh, Washington football team. Oh, my God. Uh, Eagles. Eagles. Raiders. Panthers. Raiders. Raiders. Colts. Jaguars. Jaguars. Colts. Browns. Ravens. Ravens. Chargers. Bengals. Bengals, Chargers, Niners, Cardinals, Niners, Niners, Bucks, Saints, Bucks, Saints, Cowboys, Rams, Cowboys, Cowboys, Steelers, Giants, Steelers, Giants, finally Titans, Broncos, Titans, Titans. Okay, 
I think it was more than 24 seconds, but okay. yeah, we did like either a way. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. That was, that was fun. I like yeah, that. I look forward to it. And I hope that the people that are in the pool, uh, that pool thing we have, don't listen to this segment. Oh man. I was, I was waiting for some, for some wild ones. I forget which one made me really just chuckle out loud. Yeah. I think, uh, I forget what it was, but there was an interesting one for so sure. Quick. It's going so quick. But anyway, that about wraps up another episode of Beards by the Bay. But before we head out, we got some great news. We're bringing out more merch. So starting every Friday, there's going to be a new clothing item that's going to be going for sale. That's going to be a one of the brand new Beards by the Bay merch. So hope you guys check that out. If you guys want stickers, we can always go ahead and give you guys as many stickers as you want. So go ahead and DM us your address so we can send it out to you. If you guys live nearby, we can actually go deliver it for you. So go ahead and check that out. Vic, we got some cool designs coming up. Yeah, no, I'm excited for you guys to check it out. It's going to be a new addition to the Beards by the Bay apparel. And I know you got those stickers and we're, we got that delivery service. So we're happy yep. to give them out to you. Yup. Yup. I got it in my car. So, you know, it's me, but we got hats, we got beanies, we got long sleeves, we got hoodies, we got t-shirts all in the works as we speak. So I hope you guys love the merch as much as you love the podcast. And as always guys, we, we appreciate your support and that about wraps it up for another episode. Vic, you got anything else? No, just go Niners and let's start the season the right way. Later Nation, baby. Just win.